Hello and welcome to the Backlog Game Club. We're your hosts, Lucas and Alex Evans. Thank you for joining us at the table this week. Every two weeks, we pick a game to play and explore, and we meet back to discuss it here with you. We're changing it up this season and giving each game two weeks to breathe on its own. We'll meet back the first week, discuss our time with the game so far, speculate on what the game may hold ahead, and give each other some questions to contemplate as we return to the game for another week. Then, the second week, we'll meet back to give the game our full review and fully break down what we liked and what we didn't. We'd love for you to get involved in the discussion. Hit us up at backlogpod at gmail.com or, new this season, at backloggameclub at Instagram and Twitter. And with that out of the way, how are you doing this week, Alex? I am doing pretty good. How are you doing? I am doing pretty fantastic. Uh, it's a day off for me, so... Mm, me too. Always, I am, always happy when that happens. On my side of things, I upgraded the uh, the podcast budget. Um, yeah, not not, not just for the podcast, granted, but uh, yeah. Got a new <laughs> interface here and a new microphone, so... Uh, nothing new and fancy on my end. Uh, same same well, you know, decent equipment. It I, works, I, it I, works. Exactly, it works. Can't uh, can't complain too much. Did you get up to anything? I mean, it's I guess we've been away for a while. We've had a little break. It's been mm. a week longer than expected too, so we yeah. apologize about that. But uh, have you been up to anything exciting over the uh, entire break? Any notable events? Um. Well, I mean, like, I, I mean, I started my own podcast. Um. Yeah. Aside from this one, so I, I only have three episodes out of that at the moment. Um. That's called Composers Concepts. So, uh, basically, you know, we're you know, I I enjoy music and I compose as well myself. Um, thought it would be a cool idea to sort of, you know, talk to other composers that I'm 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 a fan of and stuff like that, and just more so talk to composers that you know. There's there's a couple podcasts out there already that people do that, but um, I wanted to sort of highlight you know lesser known composers. Um, mm-hmm. You know, instead of talking to like Hans Zimmer and you know, like Harry Gregson Williams and just all these big people, even though Hans Zimmer is probably the only one that you're recognizing out of those two at least. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, just like, yeah, most of these, most of these podcasts highlight larger, um, larger composers. So I just wanted to talk to people I, I, I like listening to myself and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, three episodes of that out at the moment. The newest one, I talked to Disaster Piece, which is video game related. So yeah, I'm excited to check that one out. I've listened to the uh, first two, and it's been, uh, mm. uh, even for somebody who I wouldn't call myself an audiophile or even really that interested in music, it's still, there's still a lot of interesting insights. So mm. uh, definitely worth checking it out, I think, if uh, if you even remotely uh, ins- think you'd be interested in that concept. Yeah. Um, I've been uh, not up to a whole lot, uh, still stuck on the Rainbow Six Siege train for quite a bit. <laughs> mm. um, there's a new uh, up. Uh, like a new patch or new season i guess they call them coming out soon so Mm. that hype train has kept me going just staying up to date on all that news um yeah the other day i also went to essentially an online board game convention of sorts so i'm a huge board gamer more than a video gamer even i'd say if i had to pick Mm. one or the other but um with uh, a lot of the uh happenings around the world lately there's uh uh, most of like the in-person meetups for board games and stuff are pretty much canceled for the foreseeable future. So yeah. uh, this somebody or kind of one of our local uh, events put together this online thing. So it was all over discord and you could just message people and jump in group chats together and play games on the various, mm-hmm. there's lots of different online uh, ways to play board games like tabletop simulator and 
Tabletopia and uh, Board Game Arena. There's all kinds of websites and apps and stuff. So that was a lot of fun. Spent like a whole day just doing that, meeting new people, playing games, and it went went a lot smoother than I expected. I mean, there mm. were some people with like microphone problems and issues with Discord and all kinds of stuff, but uh, yeah. honestly, a lot less than I expected. So that How was a lot you... of fun. How do you see that stuff sort of opening back up? Like, I know there's a board game cafe near where you live, and mm-hmm. you're pretty, you're pretty, in, you're pretty avid goer of that place. Yeah. So I was just like, you know, when those places open back up, like, you know, a lot of board games, you know, you're sharing dice and pieces and cards and all this kind of stuff. Like, yeah. Do you see uh, it being a while before the those kind of things open back up? Probably, although I mean, as soon as um, it seems like nowadays businesses are starting to be allowed to open up, like I think the mall around here is opening back up with limited stores and limited hours and stuff, Mm -hmm. I think. But like, I don't know, I think the board game cafe will probably also open just along with all those things and just, you know, post up cautionary signs and whatever. I I think I'm going to end up being a little bit more cautious because I mean, there's really there's still no solution to the problem right now. Yeah. Um, really. Um, so it's still like just as much a risk. I mean, less of a risk due to the numbers being suppressed and stuff, but it's not like you're safe from it, especially like you said, with so much handling and passing back and forth of so many things. So yeah. Would you, like, be a... do you think like sort of everyone bringing their own dice and all that kind of stuff is sort of a, a good way to limit it? Or do you think it's sort of really any board game that you play besides like I mean, I don't even know what board game you can play, but um, uh, I mean, it's possible. I mean, a big reason why we go to uh, like the board game cafe is just because they do have like a huge library of games you can just take off the shelf. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's would obviously be risky in its own way. So, yeah. I mean, we can bring our own games, but I mean, board games are about, you know, part of the I mean, most of the fun for me is is just being it like it being a physical uh, activity you know handing stuff back and forth and you know exchanging yeah. things and moving stuff around so i don't know it'll be a while before i think i'll feel safe or confident in doing it but we'll see yeah. how how this stuff goes mm. um and uh i've also i finally invested in a new video card mm. i've been running like a craft tier video card forever on my computer <laughs> It's a NVIDIA GT six thirty five, I think it is. Yeah, six thirty five. So, so it that came like, in. I remember you told me that you ordered it, but it's actually in now, and you have it installed. Uh, no. So the six thirty five is the old one that I have. It's like nasty. Oh. It just doesn't do anything. I ordered a, a GTX sixteen sixty Super. It's called. Mm-hmm. It's not like top of the line, not great, but like it's uh it's a few hundred dollars. So it's um it's it should be should be good everything else i have in my computer like i have decent ram i've always had a decent processor like when i because when i bought my computer the processor was really good Mm -hmm. um so it's still like again it's not top of the line anymore but it's good for video gaming at at this point um so no i i've been waiting it got the package got delayed it's just i don't know if you track things online and i don't know how it is in the rest of the world but we we live on the east coast of Canada, so everything that seems to get shipped to us ends up in Ontario or Montreal, and then just gets stuck there on the tracker for like a week. It seems mm. while it's just processing or going through customs or whatever the heck it's doing. I've um, I've ordered two things so far during this. Um, I ordered something off of eBay, which um, sort of ties into my whole audio setup here. Um, and that guy sent it from an eastern state as well. 
Um, and that like came up through New York and it was sitting in New York for like a week. And the last update that I had was that it was like uh, made to destination country. And then like 10 days went by and I didn't get a single update. And then it just said it was delivered. But I ordered it like April. I, I think, yeah, I ordered it like April 20th, maybe. And it showed up like May. I don't know. What what day are we at now? Um, It, sh- it showed up like maybe two weeks ago. So it was, it was close to a month. Um, yeah. That it took to, took to arrive. And then I ordered some clothes, um, from just a clothing store. That's like just in, you know, the mall up where you're at and stuff like that. But, um, that showed up in like two days, super, super quick. Yeah. I mean, honestly, given I'm, I'm actually, I mean, as much as I was just talking crap, I'm actually super impressed with how everything's been. Um, cause I can only imagine like, the online deliveries and parcel deliveries have got up, you know, probably three or four times if I had to just take a random stab in the dark. Right. Yeah. So that combined with like how much more careful people have to be with everything. Uh, I'm surprised like packages are getting as quick as they are shipped around. Uh, my girlfriend's ordered a couple things online and honestly, they haven't taken that long to get here. Mm-hmm. Um, I ordered one thing off of Amazon during this whole thing so far. Um, that was, uh, a digital audio cable because I was setting up my surround sound because now that I'm stuck home, I figure I might as well, <laughs> yeah, might as well set some stuff up. And I didn't have a, the right audio cable to get it done, so I ordered that, and that came in less than a week. I mean, so I'm I'm honestly pretty impressed. And even this thing, um, the graphics card, it's not taking very long at all. Um, it just today the tracking updated that it's um, in our city now. So oh nice. Uh, hopefully, hopefully I should get it tomorrow. Is the, mm. the, the the hope? I can't see why it wouldn't. So I'm well, pretty y- excited y- about that. Well, yeah, like my the clothing that I ordered, it was it said, it said that it was supposed to arrive tomorrow, and it and it showed up today, so it was even ahead of nice anticipated schedule as well. So yeah, I ordered the video card off of Best Buy because that was honestly the best price, even with all like I checked everywhere for prices and stuff, and yeah, the one on uh, Best Buy was actually surprisingly the best price, and I mean to their credit, they had like it estimated, um, like the estimated delivery was like not even until. Um, june sometimes so they were like way overestimating which is obviously the way to go but yeah um so i'm not i can't i'm not mad at all mm-hmm. um and so the only other thing i guess i want to tackle just right now is just uh, a little bit more details so we're changing up the format uh this season um we we discussed it quite a bit and just figured out what we think is best and uh mm-hmm. i think what we're going to try doing this season is uh, like i touched on a bit in the uh, the intro um we're going to give each game two weeks on its own um, so that'll give us a bit more uh, of an opportunity to treat this a bit more like a game club or a book club style um, discussion. So we can meet, um, you know, we're going to pick a game and then the first week we're going to play it, you know, halfway through ish somewhere in the middle and uh, come back and we can, you know, talk about it, point things out to each other and um, make predictions and talk about the characters and that sort of a thing and uh, mm. decide um you know, that, that gives us the opportunity to give it a whole nother week to go explore those questions and those uh, ideas that we propose to each other. And then we can come back in the second week and uh, hopefully have played through most, if not all of it. Because um, we ran into that issue a lot, I think, last season where there's yeah. quite a few games we would have loved to give more time to. But, um, I mean, the idea last season was to kind of give everything two weeks, but just to have things overlap so you can kind of have choice on what to play all the time. But... 
uh, with my schedule in particular, and I think yours as well. It never really worked out that way. It was always just a last minute, last week type, uh, type yeah. playing. So hopefully this gives us a bit more freedom, and we'll try it. We'll keep evolving. So let us know what you think about this. We'll give it a couple weeks and try this out this season. Um, and it also allow us to... Um, where we're kind of picking less games we can kind of keep an eye out um because there's games that get offered for free all the time through um you know the epic game store or through humble bundle or through um like twitch prime if you have amazon prime which most people seem to nowadays you can get games for free through there um so that'll allow us to kind of keep an eye out for sales like that and then if you follow us on uh, instagram and twitter we can post on there when we're picking up a game that we plan on playing in the, the next, you know, coming weeks or something. So you can pick that up for free or something along with us. And it's just, a, you know, a nice, easy way to get into the format with us. I think I think you get a contact Humble Bundle and get a subscription, but or like a, a, a sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I do love Humble Bundle. I'm not going to lie. It's it's my favorite. Yeah. For we'll have sure. to see. We'll have to see what if if you're listening, humble bundle, hit us up. We'll see what we can work <laughs> out because I yeah. mean, I, I I love you guys. I love you guys. And oh, uh, harp on them to get some some switch bundles out. <laughs> Hopefully, I mean Nintendo's probably the one holding the purse strings on that one. To be frank, fair, but yeah. uh, but we will see. So um, yeah, with that, I guess we'll take a quick break and we'll be back to discuss our game of the week this week, which is my friend Pedro. Talk to you soon. <laughs> And we're back. So uh, this week we decided, or this two weeks, I guess, as we mentioned, we're taking a look at My Friend Pedro. Um, so this is uh, a game by uh, Dead Toast Entertainment, which is uh, seems to be, from my understanding, a one-man uh, development team of Victor Ogren. Um, and it's published by Devol- Devolver Digital. Um, and so uh, if you're not familiar with this game, um, it's essentially like an action shooter action platformer how would you describe it um i don't know um yeah i mean like it's kind of like it's kind of like a like a game i would play online as like like on a you know like mini clips or something or like new grounds or whatever like years ago but it's like a lot more like fleshed out and like you know obviously a bit a lot more a lot better produced than those ones too like you know, as far as yeah. graphics and g- gameplay and how all the uh, environments, all, you know, operate and everything. I mean, it's funny you say that. I'm not sure if you peeped at my notes or not, but this is apparently actually, I haven't gone back to play it, but I think it's one of the things we should maybe check out over this coming week. But apparently this is sort of like a sequel or like a rebuild of a Flash game. So uh, my friend Pedro okay. was apparently a Flash game originally. Um, and this guy just developed it into a full title and Unity and everything. Okay. Um so yeah, it's definitely got that flash game, like mm. stick figure shooting uh, aesthetic. Yeah, like growing up, I've definitely played yeah. um, these kind of stick figure games where you're just shooting and going in slow motion. So it seems very John Woo and ins- inspired, you know, you're diving mm-hmm. through the air, you're doing spins to dodge bullets, you're uh, shooting bullets to ricochet off of signs and hit people around yeah. corners and stuff. Um, so what was your initial impression? You're the one who kind of picked this game more mm-hmm. or less for us. So what, what draw, what drew you to the game and, um, you um know, what, what brought this up at the top of your backlog? I remember seeing like the presentation for it, whether it was a trailer ever being released or on a switch direct or whatever. Um, but yeah, just the, the, the trailer looked really cool. Like I'm, I'm always, I've always been a fan of, uh, games that, 
you know, that are, you know, you look really badass, but it's still very fluid. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I think that the type of games need to be re- reworked as far as like, you know, like the, the devil may cry, God of war type of games. Um, because those look pretty badass when you're playing them. Like, you know, all the combos and stuff that you can just make or the way that they make the characters operate. But, um, but yeah, like this one just sort of, it's obviously a completely different type of genre than those games. Um, yet it still sort of has all that sort of badassness. Like, you know, in the trailer, you, you're kicking a frying pan up in the air and you're just shooting it a bunch of times and it's deflecting your bullets and just like killing a crowd of people up above you and everything. So just like tons of cool stuff like that and just also lots of opportunities for combos and stuff like that. So um, yeah. that's sort so of... how did that... Um how'd that translate for you? Like, how did you find the fluidity and stuff actually playing it so far? Um, I, I found, I found that it did, didn't really hold up as much as the trailer appeared, you know, to, to be, (laughs) um, like, like, um, I, I don't know. I, I find still now like playing the game that I find like the character just like sort of moves a little too slow. Like when you're just walking, like he's just sort of like, moseying on as you're just you know not jumping or in the middle of a battle or whatever just walking he just seems like pretty slow and i I don't know maybe it's because like i'm playing on the switch as you know pretty much every game we've already reviewed (laughs) um i don't know i I think maybe the joy cons aren't a good controller for this game like just the joysticks on them don't have enough sort of full range or yeah yeah so it's you know it's harder to be a little bit more accurate but uh I was definitely uh, I was definitely looking forward to asking you about that. When I first started playing it, uh, games like this with kind of twin stick controls, I'd almost call this. You're moving with the left and you're aiming with the right joystick and mm-hmm. um you know, you're shooting with the right trigger and you have all these other options to you with the left trigger and bumpers and stuff. Um it seems like it's a really good suit for a controller, like ideologically at least to me. Yeah. Um so I when I first started playing it I was playing it with the uh, Xbox controller just uh, Xbox 360 or Xbox 1 controller plugged into my PC. Mm-hmm. Um and but I just felt I'm I'm not sure exactly what combination of buttons and such were an issue for me but I felt like trying to split your aim which like you do by holding down the left trigger on one target and then aiming mm-hmm. at another target and shooting at the same time. Yeah. Um there's just quite a few different aiming things and um also, the aiming with the joystick kind of locks on. So when you're, I assume it does this on the Switch too, but yep. um, when you aim at somebody, it just kind of like snaps the aim into the the middle of their, their body and you just kind of shoot. Yep. Um, I don't think there's headshot registration. It didn't feel like when you're hitting somebody in the head, it did any extra damage or anything, but it still um, just felt a little janky not having the exact precision of where you want to shoot sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so after the first few levels, I actually restarted or the first time i think almost the first world and a half basically i played i restarted and played the game with uh, the keyboard and mouse and um i have a bunch of button like extra buttons on my mouse that are like accessible on the thumb side of it there's like 12 little like mm-hmm. hotkey buttons and stuff so i mapped a bunch of stuff like the reload and melee hit and all this stuff to these thumb buttons and um i just found that once i switched over to that uh, it was a much more enjoyable experience because um, mm-hmm. I just felt you could have a lot more. And I'm not even that used to playing games on with keyboard and mouse in particular. Yeah. Um, so I imagine if you were uh, used to playing keyboard and mouse, it would be even better. Um, but just being able to aim um, anywhere you want with the mouse and have kind of the freedom to, um, 
it just felt it just felt much more natural locking on and doing the reloads and and jumping and slowing down time and unslowing time and all these things yeah um so uh, well, yeah it like it's it's kind of weird to me because like i don't know like it like i said before like the game's very you know it looked very fluid and like constant sort of running and and gunning sort of gameplay um but like yeah there's there's several times when playing that um you know i'd pass an area or whatever and then like this like like i'd have to backtrack because like people just kept coming out of the same door like it it just (laughs) yeah that that was definitely a weird choice because yeah you get bonuses for killing everybody in the everybody in the level too yeah so it always felt like it was a little awkward when yeah, you weren't sure. If, I wish, almost wish there was like a light or something above the door that like indicated more people were going to come out of the door. Yeah. Um, I think part of this, and I'm wondering, it's something that I'm definitely looking to. I think I'm almost through this game. I will say, I think I'm like, oh, at least three quarters, if not past three quarters of the way through the game. I feel like anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm looking to finish it and then go back and maybe just try a level or two because i don't even think there's a level select right now did you have level select options or anything no no like it's just I'm, I'm wondering if when you beat the game because the game seems designed around kind of beating a high score yeah like fully understanding a level and just like working on your combos and over and over so i'm wondering if I, like i definitely hope they let you level select mm-hmm. um so i'm hoping to you know once i get done pick a level i really like and just go through it and try and become like a master at it um because yeah it seems really built around just racking up more and more points and getting combos and just fully understanding the fluidity of a level yeah um so i mean eventually you'd understand how many guys are supposed to be coming out of a door but yeah when you're playing just on the run it seems a a little weird that you're not quite sure if a door is gonna show up more guys so you're like waiting there and then your combo timer runs out because nobody comes out of the door or yeah vice versa you go to move on and you see somebody coming out of the door just at the edge of your screen so you go back and yeah it was a little uh, awkward this um how did you yeah, go ahead. This game definitely seems like it's a it's fitted for a keyboard and mouse because you yeah. know the the Switch controller still has all the same buttons and they're all in the same sort of area as any other really con- like any other controller PlayStation, Xbox or otherwise. Um yeah. and I I had to ma- I had to like almost completely remap my controller in the settings of the game because just even even with like sort of, you know, doing all the running, jumping, shooting kicking different things towards people and trying to keep a constant pace like the buttons just don't they're not in the right they're not mapped to the right places for it to you know and in, in, to work in that way in my opinion at least the way i was yeah. playing and i mean luckily they do let you remap um yeah and i started yeah when i was playing with controller i started remapping at first um and then i eventually was like okay let me just try keyboard and mouse it seems mm-hmm. like that's the idea here and i was reading online too and it, and this from what I saw, this game after you beat it, you can play like a big head mode, and um, and like a one shot mode. Um, mm-hmm. So I I I do think as well as you're mentioning before with like the headshots. I think I do think headshots are something that count. Like I think aiming at someone's head kills them faster or instantly okay. with one single shot. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I'm I mean the one shot mode. I'm not a hundred percent clear on what it is. I hope it's you know, one shot to kill the enemies as well as yourself. Um, and I think that mode would be a little bit more attractive to me because there's, yeah, there's a lot of times where I'm like, you know, in the, you know, running through the level and obviously you reach an encounter and I'm like shooting somebody and then I've killed everybody else. 
And then I like, you know, depending on what I'm doing, taking myself out of like the slow motion mode or whatever. And then I'm just like standing there shooting the same guy for like a whole clip of ammo until he just dies so I can keep going. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. And as well, like, I I don't really understand specifically like what the slow motion was intended for. Like, I think it's really cool. I don't know if, you know, if it was just intended for like, you know, doing like those John Woo style things as far as like midair jumping and then flying through the air shooting people or whatever. But the the slow motion is really cool and I thought it was going to be super satisfying to like do stuff in it. But I don't know, like this, like the slow motion just isn't satisfying to me as it, as it, as it seemed it should have been. Because, yeah, like I said, like most of the time I'll be midair, slow motion, shooting people, you know, doing the dual pistol, like aiming at different people. And then I land on the ground and then just take myself out of slow motion and just shoot the same person for like another two seconds afterwards. And it just <laughs> completely ruins like, you know, yeah, the fluidity of it and the experience at that point to me. Yeah, I used I used slow motion quite a bit. I almost to the point like because in order to do a lot of the cool stuff, um, yeah, it seems like you essentially have to be in slow motion. Um, and honestly, doing like the coolest stuff like spinning and dodging and shooting people and kicking stuff at people like all that stuff seemed so much harder to do than the payoff for it actually was to the point where i mean i i was trying to do that from the start and i eventually switched to like a mindset of okay let me play this almost like i'm playing um uh that complex game whatever that that game is Um, the shadow complex game yeah shadow complex basically where you know i'm just kind of running taking cover almost and just taking you know individual shots at people and I actually kind of enjoyed it more that way when I stopped caring about the score and stopped, you know, caring mm-hmm. about trying to do like, like the split aiming on people just seemed almost useless because it almost seemed faster or just as fast to shoot one person a bunch and then turn and shoot the other person a bunch, especially in slow motion. Yeah. Um, so I tried an occasion. I mean, there's tons of spots set up where it's clear you're supposed to kind of drop down, lock on one guy and shoot both guys. And it looks really cool if you do it. I, I, I won't deny, yeah. but um, it just became almost more of a nuisance to do it. Um, when we're talking about slow motion as well, one thing I didn't quite understand was the decision to give yourself a slow motion meter. Yeah. Um, it's one of those things that like, it seems like the default thing to do, but um, the meter refills if you kill somebody. Mm-hmm. Or like it, you get like half of it back, basically, or something. Um, so, I mean, why restrict the player from even having the option to do it? Like, if I want to just go slow motion and run through the whole level in slow motion, I, I don't see why I'm restricted from doing that in a gameplay sense. Yeah. Um, like if I did, if it was a mode that did let you do like super damage or something, that mm-hmm. makes sense. You restrict that. You know, it's a resource that you're supposed to use as you go through it. But slow motion is kind of the entire idea of the game, in my opinion. Um, so, well, that's why what... not just? It, it was annoying when like I ran out of slow motion ability, and I either just had to stand there and wait for it to recharge, or I had to jump up and do something suboptimally because I didn't have the slow motion on cooldown yet. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's what I was going to mention. Like, I think it would be cool if, like ammunition, you had to like collect like so many. You know, say you have like a stock of like five slow motion spurts of however long, and and during slow motion, like maybe you do one shot kills or you do like your your you know your attack is is greatly improved. I think that idea 
in my opinion, would make the gameplay a lot more fun because then when you're in slow motion, it feels more badass that you're just like churning, shooting someone, killing them, churning, shooting someone, kill them. Because, you know, especially in like all the movies and stuff like that too, you know, Matrix or these John Woo movies that we were mentioning, like when these slow motion things happen, like it's always something badass and like you're always just, you know, shooting someone and killing them instantly, like one shot kills. So yeah. I think, you know, I think that in my opinion would have been a better approach instead of, yeah, just giving you liberally all this slow motion, but like it doesn't really seem to enhance or, you know, dehance really anything. Like it's just sort of there. Yeah. Um, for I, I did uh, I mean I did um definitely like a few of the decisions as well um one thing that I thought was pretty cool was the ricochet um mm-hmm. I thought that was really cleverly done so when you ricochet a bullet whether you can kick up a frying pan and shoot bullets off of it which the first time I got to do it I thought was freaking hilarious like yeah. just the idea that you're throwing this frying pan like 20 meters in the air and just like lighting it up with bullets and it's just sort of hovering there because you're hitting it with bullets and they're flying off it's it was really cool um but I like the way they implemented it where if the bullets from the ricochet essentially lock on um so it's not like actually physics based like it's not calculating the angle of the shot and, and ricocheting it off because then it would be nearly impossible to hit people i think yeah um so it basically if you shoot a bullet to ricochet off something if there's anybody within view of the item you're ricocheting off of it'll essentially automatically target them um so i thought that was really cool like a really smart way to do that rather than you know have to have it almost be luck based on if the shots kind of ricochet in the right direction mm-hmm. um so i was i was really happy about that um, did you use the barrels or there was also skateboards at a certain point? Did you get to any skateboard sections? Yeah, I did. I'm, I like the skateboard sections quite a bit because, you know, like I said, the character on their own just sort of moves pretty slow and that greatly Im- improved your speed. So I thought, you know, I thought that those, those portions of the gameplay were fun. Um, That's- another, another sort of movable object too, that you can stand on or whatever is like, those those like sort of gas barrels or the oil barrels whatever you want to call them yeah that's what i said yeah yeah it was it always annoyed me that when you jump on them you have to push <laughs> the opposite direction to move like it's it's inverted axis axis at that point yeah which I was thinking the same thing constantly annoying because you're like obviously always sort of pushing to one direction as you're running down the aisle and every single instance with those at least it's been like in the same sort of hallway or whatever that you're running down and then, yeah, you just jump on it and then you like instantly sort of run into the wall of where you just, or like the little ramp or whatever that you just came off of. So it was just, yeah, that was always annoying. I, I, um, like I understand it obviously from a uh, mechanical point of view. If you were on a barrel, you technically would move your legs in the opposite direction, I suppose, to roll it. Yeah. The one direction. I get that. And I don't even mind necessarily the idea of that gameplay wise, but. For me, it was the combination of that plus the way that I, I seem to never be able to jump on or off the barrel as I intended. Mm-hmm. Um, like when I wanted to get off the barrel and jump off of it, it felt like it was never quite clean when you're actually jumping off and when you kind of regained the proper left to right control of your character. So I always ended up like I wanted to jump off to the left, so I pushed left and hit jump at the same time. But when I hit left the guy would roll the barrel a bit to the right and then he would keep going to the right and then he would sort of turn left in the air and just land on the barrel again. I just yeah. always felt like I was magnetized to the barrel. Mm-hmm. Um, 
when I wanted to just dismount the barrel. And there's times when I just wanted to jump past the barrel and I would just like nick the barrel with my foot and then my guy would just kind of like gravitate back on towards the barrel. Yeah. Uh, yeah the barrels were, were pretty annoying. I did like the idea of having them and like being able to smush people with them and mm. roll on by. And when you when there's long sections with, with a barrel and you're running people over and shooting people above you and stuff, it was pretty cool once you got going, but just... Yeah. the actual and i found the same with the skateboard honestly i i did kind of like the speed of using the skateboard but jumping on and off the skateboard and they they seem to put a lot of jump sections in where the skateboard parts were mm-hmm. and maybe with more practice i'd be better at it but jumping off of a ramp and landing back on the skateboard never seemed to work for me like i know the skateboard would always fly way off and i'd have to go and run and jump back on it or just ignore it from that point forward. I, I can never get the skateboard to work properly. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think for myself with this game, I'll have to, you know, I'll have to beat it. I feel like I'm pretty close to beating it as well. Um I'm you know, I'm in I'm in the I'm in like the sewer part now where you're killing like the internet hackers or whatever that they are. <laughs> yeah. Um so I don't know in relation to where how close that is to the end of the game, but um, yeah. but yeah I think uh, I'm going to beat the game and then I'm going to try playing it again on the one shot mode and see how I like that just because I, f- I feel like that will in in the end it'll create that faster faster paced more fluid experience that I was hoping to get from it yeah so um, yeah because you can have you you've gotten some pickups throughout the levels because it seems like there's almost like semi hidden things you can pick up that unlock new modes um, but uh, I don't think you can actually unlock them or like use them until you've beaten the game once. So yeah, I'm definitely going to beat the game and then retry a couple levels, maybe pick one to kind of perfect. Mm. Um, the boss fight levels, or there's a lot of... I appreciated that they changed it up quite a bit. You know, there's a lot of different levels. Like uh, there's the bike level and the level where you're falling through the sky and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so for a game that could have just been really samey the whole way through, I'm excited that they've made a lot of ways to change it up even though it's still using the same basic mechanics so i thought that was really clever and i'm excited to see i'm hoping for something really cool for like the final boss and everything and i I hope they you know have a good kind of ending to it so i'm excited to see about that Mm. Uh, but we could talk more about the actual boss levels and stuff uh, next week once we give our full uh, uh, thoughts yeah um the only thing we haven't touched on so far was the uh, music Mm -hmm. which um i didn't care too much about the music for most of the levels, but all the boss or specialty levels had, I think, really cool music. I was loving the music for, like, the bike level and for the falling level and things like that. How did you feel about the music? I, I, I like, almost completely agree with what you're saying. Um, the Yeah, like, the regular levels just were sort of lackluster, and especially where it's electronic, fast-tempo music. And then the fact that, you know, I'm constantly having to go back and just shoot the same person after I've done this seemingly badass slow motion thing, you know, just, it, it doesn't, doesn't mesh well with me just because of those reasons. Um, Mm -hmm. obviously if you're good at the game or maybe, you know, playing it the proper way, maybe I'm not playing it the right way, but, um, but yeah, um, and then yeah, all those special levels really had sort of really cool music and, uh, I, I, like I wasn't really sure. I wasn't sort of listening completely, but every regular level, it almost sounded like it was almost the same music through the whole thing, like all of the different levels. But yeah, I wasn't I listening been. intently. But 
Like there's, yeah. you know what, there's like four or five different guys that worked on the music for this. Like I'm, I'm assuming it's all just electronic, you know, artists and DJs. And then they're, they're probably all contracted to make a couple pieces or whatever for the, uh, for the game. But yeah. And I mean, it's pretty common for like a game like this, which I think kind of started on Newgrounds. Like Newgrounds has a huge electronic music scene, or at least it did, mm-hmm. especially when I was growing up. I don't know what Newgrounds is even like anymore. I don't know the last time I was on Newgrounds. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there was always a ton of um, that kind of, uh, that kind of, yeah, people making electronic music and stuff. So I imagine uh, a lot of these artists are just people who have put music on Newgrounds and just kind of were, yeah, just asked if they could throw their song on this this level or whatever. So yeah. Um, so as far as the upcoming week, um, yeah, I definitely want to try some of the replayability. I want to beat it and then you know, try some of the extra modes and try some of uh, you know replaying a level over and over and try and get like a A score or maybe an S score if one's available because I never really got my score that high. Mm-hmm. I just kind of wanted to get through it. So yeah, um, we'll that see was, what that is. That was also another thing that was sort of discouraging to me as well. Yeah, it's like so so freaking hard to get um to get like a good score in the game too like and it's you know we're playing on like the easy mode first playthrough of the game so like you know i'm just like it it just the whole time i've just constantly been feeling like you know i'm not good at this game or i'm not playing it right or or something maybe i'm you know not aiming at the right part of people or something but it like it's mm-hmm. just I, I don't know it's just been so many like weird curiosities that like i don't really feel like i can find an answer to um but uh but yeah i mean with that said like the game is still it's still fun like i know i've been sort of bashing it this whole time um it's it is fun and and then yeah all these special levels as well sort of you know playing the same skill level i am through the rest of them like those ones always just gave you like s s rankings and you know i didn't feel like i was any any better at the game in those levels than the regular yeah. ones so well in those ones i think everything just sort of came to you so it's really easy to maintain your combo instead of having to parkour your way through all the levels at a quick pace to get everything done yeah um so yeah definitely want to retry the replayability how do you think the finale's going to go i guess let's just uh, put on some guesses here do you think like they'll explain anything or it's just going to be uh, i don't know it's going to yeah. be some weird goofy non-ending I don't know. It is kind of weird because it's like really no explanation. You're just like this bounty hunter, this guy, whatever. Um, and then you just start talking to this banana and he's just like, hi, yeah. I'm Pedro. And then you're just like trusting him and going through all these levels. Yeah. And then you yeah. kill one guy and he's like, oh, well, I guess we have to kill everybody now. Yeah, basically. yeah. And that's like the entire impetus of the whole game. Super <laughs> random like... storyline. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I hope they tie it into some degree, but judging by like the fact that in the sewers you're fighting like internet hackers or internet trolls or something like that like it's just um yeah. it just seems like it's going to be random as hell the whole way through yeah i don't think there's yeah, gonna i feel be like there's going to be a non-ending like it's just going to be something goofy and then yeah yeah i can't predict exactly what it's going to be but there's going to not be like an actual ending the ending is you're going to sit in a you're going to sit in like a rickety old like like picnic chair deck chair and then you're just going to you're just going to eat page or you're going to crack them open and eat them <laughs> that that that's a good prediction because <laughs> um, yeah there's also those weird cloud levels that just are, make no sense in the middle of the game you're just killing yep. haters <laughs> yeah it's just yeah it's just gonna be something like that at, at the end um and I'm, i really hope they do something cool with the boss fights because so far for me the boss fights are a little hit and miss but we can talk about that more next week once we've seen them all yeah um so yeah with that 
um, those are our thoughts so far on my friend Pedro. Um, so I'm excited to finish it because it does seem like I'm pretty close to the end and mm. see what the post game offers. Um, and uh, and next week we can talk a bit about um, kind of what replayability in a game I think means overall because um, yeah. I think that's a good conversation to have. Um, so yeah, if you guys have any thoughts about the game so far, if you want to jump in and play with us, there's still a whole other week and I think it's a pretty short game. So um, you could probably blaze through it in one day if you'd really want to just sit down and play it. I encourage you to do so. Uh, just let us know what you think, or maybe you've played it in the past. You can get in touch with us at backlogpod at gmail.com, or you can uh, follow us and hit us up on Backlog Game Club on Instagram or Twitter. Uh, we'd love a follow there. There's not much happening on those pages so far, but we're going to hopefully set them up this week and get some uh, cool stuff on the go. And like I said, you can follow us there. We'll, we'll tweet out any deals or anything we come across if there's games we might be playing in future weeks. Uh, and with that we'll take a short break and we'll be back we're going to uh, tackle a top five this week it'll be our top fives and we're back so this week uh, we're going to round off this podcast uh, with a top five um, so the way we're envisioning it so far actually is uh, we're going to do a a top five like we have in the first season um, but we're only going to do it every second week and we're going to do it basically in our mid-game weeks like this week uh, and then the second week podcast we'll we'll dedicate a bit more time to actually uh, discussing uh, the interest intricacies and elements of the actual game we're reviewing so we'll, we'll give a little bit more time to that instead so um but without further ado uh, we'll jump right into our top five this week as mentioned before the break it's our top five sports games uh, so this is a bit of a i mean i don't think i'd call either of us much of a sports gamer would you no um well, I mean, like it. Def- it does depend on how how free your definition of a sports game is, but uh, yeah, I think I, That's I think, definitely part of it. Yeah, I think I uh, I tested those boundaries a little bit here with a couple of them, but um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, th- we've. It's weird because normally we don't really play sports games at all, but the ones that we play together, we really play. Like, you know, one of them on your list, like we've we played the crap out of it. Yeah. Um, so yeah it's just yeah i mean there's two it kind of boils down to one of two opportunities or one of two scenarios generally and one is um it's kind of a really in-depth simulation-y um i I like to kind of play through a full season or it's just kind of Mm arcadey fun you have two people sit down just playing one match and it's a good time um so uh yeah with that being said i guess uh do you want to kick it off with your top five Sure. Your, uh, number five. Um, so my number five is Matt Hoffman Pro BMX. Um, I had this on the GameCube. Um, this was, I I always, you know, I've always been a fan of like the whole skateboarding and and the BMXing stuff, um, especially in video games. And I I found, you know, more recently, like when I was playing a couple games, like the number one on my list, as I'll talk about later. Um, you know, when I was playing those type of games quite a bit, I always wanted like a, you know, a BMX game of that quality and of that, you know, more more recent games because they haven't really made one that was good, at least in my opinion, in quite a long yeah. time. But uh, but yeah, this one uh, sort of got, you know, probably at a flea market like we were talking about a couple on, on the last season there. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, our stepbrothers used to come over all the time and... We, there was a game called Grind on that on like a game mode called Grind in the multiplayer of this, 
and basically you it would be like a points contest and whoever was getting more points would push the other person's screen over until they had the until someone had the full screen and then they would win yeah um, pretty clever idea yeah um so i mean i've played this with you a few times and a funny story with this one too is like um our our oldest stepbrother he was like unbeatable in this grind mode and then <laughs> and then um i was playing against him and i was i was doing really good and like i was almost about to beat him and then in this like in those games like the way that everything's designed is like you know there's like say like a vert ramp or whatever and then there's a piece that's like a corner like a corner angled piece so we yeah we were playing and then my our stepbrother went up went to go do a grind on the rail and he was like right in between like the two pieces and like as far as how the game lays them out and some sort of glitch happened and he was just like stuck in that one spot just like getting like a multiplier after multiplier grind is like and then yeah it was the only time someone's about to beat him in the game just like glitched out in his favor and then and then he won and then we turned the we reset the game because it like froze after that and then the game never worked again as far as I remember, it just like stopped working. Just corrupted the save file. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. Just got a million. Yeah. That, one. that was, that was, I remember that million times multiplier <laughs> just in the course of like two seconds. Yeah. So, his bike just glitched like into the ramp. So, it just counted him as doing, yeah, thousands of grinds <laughs> back to back. Uh, uh, so, my number five is pretty similar uh, Tony Hawk's Underground 2. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a bit of a stand-in for kind of any of the Tony Hawk's game, and I think um, you're Matt Hoffman, Pro BMX, and Tony Hawk. They're kind of all in the same yeah. genre. We're in that PS2, GameCube era, like, a little bit into the PS1 era, I guess. Think, there was just kind of back-to-back Tony Hawk games and all these games over and over. I think there was like NeverSoft was a company, maybe, and it was like the the yeah. O was like an eyeball, and it always like got yeah. spiked, and then the the like the uh, eyes stem like went around the the spike yeah i i um so i mean i'm not i'm not much of a skateboarder or anything in real life and i never really was mm-hmm. um but i i i liked uh the kind of underground series in particular because it almost had a bit of a campaign like you're going around levels you're finding secrets you're kind of doing missions for people and stuff so yeah um i i felt like it gave some structure to um you know games like these that sometimes don't quite have the the structure but um yeah it's just i was never super good at them but it was just always fun to go around do little missions do your 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 flips and your grinds and <laughs> yeah. um yeah just a fun i mean it's just a kind of a i feel like every kid if you grew up in the age that we grew up in you had a tony hawk game for your ps1 or ps2 yeah <laughs> and it just somehow you ended up with a tony hawk game and, and you probably <laughs> played it for uh, for a long time yeah uh, so yeah, my number five, Tony Hawk Underground Two, but really stand in for any Tony Hawk game, I think, at this point. My number four is called Stick Bold. Um, so this is a more recent one. Um, yeah. And me and you bought this and played this together when we used to live together. Um, yeah. And we just like flew through the campaign together. Uh, but it's basically like a sort of like an open arena dodgeball game, basically. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was you know very sort of quirky and goofy and all this all the names were really punny and everything like that. But the yeah. the gameplay was really fun. Like you had to, you know, sort of run around and pick up like this one dodgeball and like start throwing it and uh, 
you know, you could like curve the ball and stuff like that with using your joystick and stuff. As far as <laughs> yeah, I remember. Yeah, you just aim at all around. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, if I had had a bit more time, I think, to really kind of dive into making this list, um, something like that might have ended up on my list. Because um, I do really love those kind of arcadey, goofy, almost like you said, like half sports games. Like, yeah. Uh, they're not fully. It's not like a sports simulation of any real kind. It's just like its own arcade game with a sport-based skin. But yeah, mm. it was very, very goofy, very fun, just uh, entertaining and just difficult enough that you weren't feeling cheated by anything. And yeah, um, yeah, yeah, it was a really fun time. And anything couch co-op, I've said it a billion times. It's just instantly a few bonus points in my book. Mm. Um, and yeah, that's that's my number four. And your number four. Um, yeah, my number four is uh, the 2010 FIFA World Cup South Africa. So um, I don't, this is, I mean, this one I think is here mainly because it's probably the last FIFA game I've ever really played. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like the idea of soccer, especially as a sport, like on video game style. Like, um, I feel like they can do a lot of, of fun mechanics with it. And it's, it's the excitement I think translates pretty well to the video game. Um I in particular like the World Cup, and I particularly like watching the World Cup sports as well, because I don't really enjoy watching a full league of something. Like, I don't really watch, you know, teams compete against each other over and over and back and forth and, you know, divisions and ratings and stuff. The World Cup is a pretty straightforward, like, you know, you have your, you have your group stage, but then once you get past that, it's kind of, you know, you can kind of get really invested in, you know, the um one eighth finals quarterfinals mm. semifinals like you can kind of get invested in in all that uh, structure as it's going and i kind of like that about this as well you kind of just you can pick a country you can kind of play them through all the way up to the top and that's just a, a semi-quick little fun thing and i think we've had a lot of fun playing this two player against each other as well yeah yeah i think we we played like a whole season like on the same together, team together same too team. Yeah, um, which is also really fun. I, when I saw your top five list, I like totally forgot about this game. So I was like, oh, I totally should have put that on my list. But uh, it didn't it <laughs> ended up making it on there. But it's good it's on yours so we can, I can talk about it too. But um, yeah, yeah it's, it, it's like yeah, super fun. Um, and I think like this is one of the only sports games that I've played as far as like, you know, traditional typical sports games like, yeah. you know, football and then also football, soccer. And then, you know, what else, whatever whatever is else is yeah. there is like you know uh like actual real life league based ones yeah like, like FIFA, NBA NFL, NHL. And, yeah yeah um but but yeah like the the announcers in this one too are like you know they're actually not annoying <laughs> um, yeah i did i did really like the voice work in this for the announcers it was uh yeah we i mean we played tons of it and i mean obviously to a point the some of the lines get repeated but like you said they were just really fun and agreeable dudes that it sounded like it was yeah. always uh and relevant helped, and exciting and it helped you learn the teams too like you know yeah. um i think i believe it's spain because we played spain and italy quite a bit but you know there's like yeah. silva uh on i think spain and stuff like that <laughs> iniesta <laughs> iniesta yeah but so like yeah. just yeah definitely getting to know like the the players and stuff like that and then when after playing this game i think we did watch you more so than me but we watched together like the next world cup and stuff and just seeing some yeah. of these players and being familiar with them was kind of kind of cool just from playing the game alone so yeah i i really like watching soccer um 
but it, it I mean, it, there's not a huge fan base or anything forward in North America or Canada, really. Yeah. Um, so it's it's not impossible to find, but you do have to hunt it out quite a bit more. But when the World Cup comes around, it's always really easy to find yeah, live true. streams of it, and it's on all, it's at all the sports bars and stuff. So, um, yeah, I, I tend to get into it around World Cup times. So did you ever did you ever see the IT Crowd episode when uh, Roy and Moss are pretending or like they're pretending to be into <laughs> soccer and like moss has got yeah. like the app that like helps him with conversation <laughs> just yeah, like gives him like the buzz terms how to talk like yeah. ludicrous game last night eh? yeah <laughs> did you see that ludicrous did you see that ludicrous display last night <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. yeah that's a good one that's how i feel basically when soccer comes around but yeah, yeah. so that's my uh, number four though just a ton of fun uh 2010 mm. fever world cup south africa my number three is higher on your list so we can move on to your number three Oh, yes. So my number three is NFL Street. Uh, this is one we just, I think out of everything on my list, well, maybe except, well, no, I can't say that. I was going to say it's one we've played the most, but I don't think that's true, really. But I mean, we have played a lot of uh, NFL Street back and forth because it's just, mm-hmm. it's just, it takes the NFL formula, but it's, I think it's just like six on six teams or something. It's it's much smaller teams, a much smaller field, and it's just ridiculously proportioned like cartoony proportioned people um and you just can style on people like if you break away past the line like you can just pull style moves like you're figure eighting the football between your legs as you're running like so it's just such a great experience playing coach against somebody because i mean you could talk you could talk smack to somebody like in any sports game once you're beat them, but nothing beats like actually just like holding out the ball as they're like chasing you. <laughs> they're just like trying to dive and you're like yeah. juking them. It's just it's such there's a, so many goofy great moments on this on this game. It's such a lead that you're just like running like by the by the <laughs> touchdown line, like just figuring oh, yeah, the ball back and forth, your racking up the style points. <laughs> holding the ball yeah. behind your back, like for them to grab it and then you just yeah like get tackled or like dive right into the end zone at the last yeah <laughs> and there's a kind of a purpose for it too in a way because you um you get it, when points. you do the style points you build up like a heat meter or something oh yeah, yeah and yeah. so then you can kind of go essentially like invincible mode if you've built your style up enough and like yeah. your quarterback just like starts yelling at the whole team and amping up and like the whole screen goes like orange colored like intense blurry <laughs> mode and then you're just like your whole team's just like unstoppable, just like backhanding people out of the way. Yeah. Just like it's basically a guaranteed win. Not impossible because there can be some pretty significant upsets if you know you plan it right. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's just fun. Like you're just like, oh yeah, well, how are you gonna stop me now? Like just go <laughs> fucking heat mode. Like uh, yeah. yeah, it's just. I, just talking about this right now, I want to go back and and play this <laughs> right now. It's just our, our just so much like fun. A, our dad's a huge NFL fan too. Oh not huge i guess i mean he doesn't he only watches the one team doesn't really care um but yeah Yeah. he's a dolphins fan and on the front of this cover too is you know miami dolphins was one of the players on the front cover too so like oh the principal i think he bought it for that reason and then you know yeah we just all used to play it together and stuff and have little competitions or whatever like you know after supper be like hey hey dad go down and uh go down and play in a game at NFL street for a chocolate bar or something like that or, <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Right. So yeah. yeah it and it was just, just like simple enough that like as a kid or at, even at like as a younger 
person. You can kind of understand what's happening here. Like, you need to have some understanding of, like, picking a play and who to throw to and stuff. But there's a lot less, like, technicalities as there were on, like, you know, on an actual NFL, Madden NFL type game. Mm. Um, So, and this had all the fun, like, you could create your own teams and design your own logos and pick your colors. Like, all that kind of fun stuff, too, that I think gets lost nowadays as well. Like, Mm. it's just kind of uh, encapsulates that era. Um, And I think there's, like, a campaign-ish type mode where you just create your one character and go from team to team and join up yeah 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 such a great time my number three nfl street all right cool my number two and your number two are identical yeah um and it is rocket league um we've played this game a lot together um yeah not so much anymore (laughs) no not that i'm opposed to it but it's another one of those like competitive things kind of like rainbow six that we've just kind of gotten stuck into and uh, just made plans and i mean one of the cool things about this is you can play 2v2 which is not an option in a lot of games so it was nice to just be able to me and you against two other people and just go for it and Mm -hmm. make strategies that way uh this i think Uh, this is the only game that we used to play that we played together that you actually like fully rage quitted the game (laughs) the game you you you, (laughs) you finished a match and you you close the application on the playstation and just uninstall (laughs) <laughs> uninstall the software <laughs> so uh that, that was pretty funny i couldn't help but laugh when that was happening. Uh, i mean you, some stuff that happens to you you're just you feel so helpless that you just yeah you just rage down man or like you miss like the easiest shot in the world and then you just drive the ball all the way across the map yeah. right into your end zone and you're just like oh <laughs> uh, right to your net you're just yeah uh, but you could you yeah. could get super high highs and super low lows on this one. <laughs> <laughs> you could get stupid good at this game though, man. Like jumping off of the wall using your boost midair to like you know, fly towards the ball and then use like uh like your second jump to like pretty much spike the ball into the net. Like just so yeah. many like so many different angles and variables with this game and it was just it was so it's it's a lot of fun. It's like yeah, a crazy amount of fun. And it's still going to this day. Like I still think they oh, have yeah. tournaments and tons of people are still playing it. And it's just I think it is a testament to how simple but how like complex the mechanics are. Like it's just mm-hmm. a ball and a bunch of cars and two nets and you're just driving around an arena trying to get the ball in the, the net. But yeah, like you said, you have boosts, there's boost pads, so you gotta go recharge your boost at the right time. Mm-hmm. Um you kinda have different positions you can essentially play on the field. Um, learning how to really navigate your car in the air with boosting is just, mm. you know, such a fine skill that I feel like there's always something more to learn about how to yeah. to angle your car midair and use the boost and the jumps at the right times and going up on the walls or even coming down, like, because the, the walls are all rounded up to the roof even, so you can come down off the roof and do yeah. stuff. Yeah, there's just so many elements that it, and everything always feels really accessible like it's not like you gotta enter like some 10 button combination that you gotta memorize to do stuff like it all feels like you know what you're doing but yeah you really do have to focus and learn uh how to get everything done the way you want it to happen yeah um and there's so like you said so many variables so it's just yeah it's a perfect mix of all that but i think it's just a, a game that's accessible to everybody that mm. everybody should check out i mean keep an eye if you haven't played rocket league yet I'm sure it will go on sale all the time. Just put it on your wish list now. You you won't be disappointed. Yeah. Even if you're not into sports games, really. Um, it's just so arcadey and fun that you can't help but have a good time with this one. I think. Another cool thing with this, too, is um, this is one of a couple games. Uh, I can't think of any of the other ones right now, but, like, you know, Deadmos is, like, a, you know, he's a, a musician, a, a DJ. 
um and he's pretty big in the like pretty avid gamer as far as i'm aware and <laughs> like uh you know he's i like his music and on top of that he's also canadian as well which is kind of cool um but like in this game he's got like a topper that you can put on your car of like his head and then you can click a button basically and then like it creates like a little dance party sort of atmosphere like around you and stuff so yeah um, yeah there's tons of customization options like you can yeah. deal like you can buy new car models for like a couple bucks yeah and then yeah as you play games you get unlocks of mm-hmm. yeah different toppers and antennas and keller streams for your boost jet and all kinds of cool stuff so it's really fun to customize yeah. your car up in this too it just feels like a little rc car like just a little toy but there's so many customization options yeah. You can get a Batmobile even. There's just there's just so much cool stuff. Yeah, the Back to the Future car. DeLorean, there's yeah. all kinds of weird tie-ins. It's cool. So yeah, that's our number two Rocket League. Cool. Are we going on to my number one then? Or your number yeah, one? Yeah, hit it up. Your number one? My number one? Yeah, Okay. Uh, my number one is Skate 2. Um, this is probably uh, a game that I probably... One of the, the games I put the most time in at all out of any game i'm um, thinking oh, back wow. on it uh got this on ps3 had a couple buddies i went to school with and we used to all sort of play it online together and stuff but i don't know it's, it's just like the best like the best skateboarding game made to date in my opinion like it's just uh like they have skate one two and three um but mm-hmm. i played the second one the most um and it, yeah it was just really just really cool because you know typically with all these other you know, the Tony Hawk underground games and stuff like that, you'd hit like X or A or whatever to just like do an ollie. And then, um, you know, and then like hit square midair to do like a kick flip or whatever, you know, super easy to do tricks and all this kind of stuff. But what skate did was your right joystick was basically like pretty much thinking of it as like your feet basically. So in order to do like an ollie, you had to go back like down with the joystick and then up to basically like, you know, create that pop as you would actually skateboarding. So just like almost like super, super complex, you know, angles and ways that you would have to move the joystick to do different tricks and stuff like that. So playing playing like horse or skate or whatever you want to call it in that game was like a lot more fun than like the Tony Hawk ones too because, you know, you actually just had to like sort of memorize the, all the different trick patterns with your joystick. And there was like, you know, tons and tons and tons of tricks in those games. So it was just super, super fun. And you could like go down on your skateboard and like lay down and sort of do like the uh, like the bombing downhill thing. I can't remember what that's called at the moment. Like skeleton almost. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you could you do that, and it was just I don't know. It was just like just so much fun. Um, and it, yeah. it it sort of had like the same sort of idea of it as like you know to me it was sort of that game that you could just like sort of log on and play for like ten fifteen minutes and then just. And then just you know sort of turn the game off or whatever, and you'd have fun the whole time. So, um, yeah, yeah. This I never played it much, but it definitely looked like and felt like like you kind of described. It it is it was essentially trying to be, um, almost a more true simulation or mm-hmm. kind of not replacement, but like a something that you could feel almost like you're actually skateboarding. Like you yeah. like you said, you you got the joystick is almost directly translating to like the way you'd move your feet and stuff like that. So um yeah, I never played it much cuz I think it was a bit too much on the simulation side where it's like Tony Hawks were more kind of arcadey, you, you know, you pushed yeah. X and held down square to grind instead of having to move your joysticks in a certain way. Um Yeah, yeah I, I mean I so. I really like I I 
every like month or so or a couple months i like think of this game and like want to play it but i think it's a at your house i think you just sort of when we when we were living together and then when you moved like you just took most of the hard copies of game just because i didn't really care to keep many of them or to have many of them at my place but um but it's also only on ps3 and unfortunately playstation 4 isn't backwards compatible which i think is kind of stupid so um <laughs> i have a playstation 3 but i'd have to completely like set it up and you know yeah. so it's, it'd be a little bit of a hassle but and i don't have a controller for it either at the same time so um yeah i yeah. i really wish that they would have like put this out on playstation 4 in some way as like a you know on the ps go or ps now or whatever it is that they have on there um yeah i wish it was some way to play it still yeah um so uh yeah so i guess uh we'll move on to my number one which is my number three. three yeah uh which was we sports um so i mean for me I'll, I'll say this is number one not because i think it's the greatest sports game ever made or super in depth but just because it is um just um it just brought everyone together in a way that i think I mean, the only other video game I think is even close to really that was uh, essentially like Pokemon Go. Um, But just everyone got involved. Every person's house you went to, you knew. I mean, it came bundled in with the Wii. So if they had a Wii, which was like an 80% chance that they did, um, they had Wii Sports. So everyone could get behind playing a little Wii baseball or a little Wii bowling. Um, And just everyone from parents, like grandparents, were just interested in it because it was just motion. You just... Mm. through your arm like you were throwing a, a baseball or like rolling a, a bowling ball it was really easy to understand the concept mm. um, so everyone could get involved with it i just remember so many fun family nights of just all of us playing bowling or playing a little baseball or yeah um what what those are the two that i remember being in this uh, boxing what 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 are there's five games in it right there was bowling there was tennis the golf in it yeah there's bowling tennis golf boxing tennis uh tennis, baseball tennis, and maybe some sort of a soccer like maybe you had to like maybe you had like you'd play like the goalie basically and they'd make shots at you maybe i'm thinking that maybe i'm making that up but yeah so what's that yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't think soccer. boxing tennis yeah. golf baseball and bowling yeah so that's five yeah five yeah um so yeah i don't know just everyone was immediately interested in playing this game and mm-hmm. everyone seemed to own it so it was just it was just like it consumed like an entire year of uh, <laughs> of stuff, and it w- it existed for for tons of times to come. I think plus so. plus the experience of this game to me as well was just sort of like you know combined with the like as far as just playing the Wii for the first time too. Like I remember you got up super early to go pick it up on release day with like our mom, and yeah. uh, I just remember like sort of being in bed and like I just hear you guys get home and like you're just super pumped. I'm like coming out of my room and you're running down with like this, you know, shiny white Wii box and then you <laughs> unbox it and we set it up and then we're just playing, uh, yeah, just sort of playing the uh, playing Wii Sports. Did you buy any any games with the Wii when you first bought it, or did you just get the Wii with Wii Sports? I think I got Red Steel. Yeah, that, that's if, true. If I didn't get it on launch day, I got it very soon after. Mm. But, well, I I had so much fun with Red Steel that that deserves a conversation all to itself, but. Mm. Um, yeah funny story about picking up the Wii I mean the Wii yeah it was pretty exciting for me it was like my first console that I went and got on launch day and like saved up my own money for and all this stuff yeah Um, I was just so ingrained in the hype and I don't regret it at all to be honest Um, but I went yeah I went to pick it up 
um we went to walmart like opening hours um we got there um i wanted to go like overnight but of course my mom wouldn't let me and probably for good (laughs) good reason (laughs) because i was like what probably 12 or 14 at the time it came out i don't know Um, so anyway she's like she finally relented and agreed to let us go like at a certain point in the morning like 30 minutes or an hour before they opened and i was already like well, they're all going to be claimed by that point, mm-hmm. but better than nothing, I might as well try. So we went. Of course, there's like a huge lineup with people in tents and stuff and just yeah. waiting. And then this, as we're kind of getting there, this woman from the store comes out and they're like raffling off. Like they're giving away like little like tickets for people to go in and get their weed just so it's a bit more organized. Yeah. Um, so she's going through the line um, and she's claiming and like we go up to, to get them and ask if there's any left. And there's like a, there's two left. Mm-hmm. and there's um me and this other like kid come up basically at the same time um and this she gives this one to this other kid and then she is refusing to give one to me because she's like it's one per family and this guy is you know clearly your blo- your brother and i'm like no like i i do not know this guy at all and she's just kind of like mm-hmm, yeah okay like oh, i'm not geez. i'm not falling for that sort of a thing so i had to like sit there and like convince her forever I'm like, I do not know this guy. He is not my brother. Like, this is my mom, like, over there. Like, she would not lie to you. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, I was just like, we, me and mom had to convince this woman forever to give us one of the, like, the last ticket. Because, <laughs> yeah, she, I was like, I was so close to getting one. I would have been so destroyed if I got that close and they just yeah. wouldn't give me the ticket because they thought some random kid was my brother. And they <laughs> was like, one per family. I, uh, I but re- yeah, Wii Sports just brought everyone together. Just so good. I don't think I've ever heard that story. I remember you said that you got like the last one or one of the last ones or something like that, but yeah. I never fully heard that story. I don't think. Um, yep. But yeah, that that's yeah. It's it was it's crazy. Um, I I remember too. You showed me like shortly after the Wii was released or whatever. There was this guy at a YouTube channel, and he used to like go to like these huge lineups. He would like stay in a tent and everything, and then he would get the console and then he would go out in front of everyone in the lineup with it and just like bash it in with a hammer in front of everybody. Yeah. I, I remember when the Wii came out, he like was dressed up as Mario. He had like a sledgehammer and he was just like playing the music, like as far at least edited into the video. And he was just, yeah, he just like threw the Wii on the ground and like started smashing it with a hammer. Yeah. It's just hateful people, man. Like I get that it's your money and like you bought it, your equipment, you do what you want, but like, yeah, you're just taking the joy away from people who actually want to to use that stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess with that, we'll wrap up. That's our top five uh, sports games. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly a lot of arcadey stuff for the most part, but that's just kind of our, our tastes um, as, as far as they go. Um, so uh, yeah, if you want to comment about our top five sports games, maybe something we missed, especially if it's something that falls in line with that uh, general theme of games that you think we'd be interested in let us know uh, as always you can get a hold of us uh, via email at backlogpod at gmail.com or you can uh, hit us up on instagram or twitter uh, at backlog game club um, and you can also uh, get in touch with us at anchor.fm slash backlog pod you can uh, leave us a comment or voice message there and i think now we're hopefully distributed to Essentially, every pod class platform. Uh, looks like we had a bit of a hiccup during the first season that didn't uh, pod- the automation for distributing didn't didn't get out everywhere. Pod class. Uh, pod pod class. I heard pod class. I heard pod class. Uh, it's we're 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 over an hour. <laughs> getting a little. It's is it's cooking in here. <laughs> I I don't I don't know what the actual temperature is today in in the city, but 
Yeah. It's I think it's starting to warm up and when it warms up in the east coast here it hits you like it's just like a fog of heat rises up. The so. heat doesn't bother me My as brain much is as cooking, I think. The, the heat doesn't bother me as much as humidity like I hate the feeling of like getting out of a shower and you like as soon as you dry off like you're just like covered in sweat again. <laughs> just the worst feeling. Yeah. That is like that's such a maritimer thing to say. Oh, it's not the heat, it's the humidity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just like every maritimer will say that exact lie to you at some point. Throwing their throwing their Tim Hort or their their dart to the ground and sipping their Tim Hortons coffee. <laughs> oh, it's the humidity, you know, but the the heat wouldn't be so bad if it wasn't so humid. <laughs> yeah, just oh my god, what a maritimer thing to say, bud. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, anyway, I guess with that, uh, yeah, my my brain is is melting and boiling here. So what's the most maritimer thing? What's the most maritimer like down airs? Maybe is that the most. I guess Merit- that's like a Nova Scotian thing. Mm. Bud. bud. Bud is a pretty maritime hey, thing. Bud. I call you Bud. But <laughs> yeah, we'll kick it off. Thanks for joining us for the first uh, episode of the season two. Hopefully we can make it uh, better than ever. And we're, we'll, we're going to keep experimenting with some new formats and new styles. But all in all, I'm just happy to be able to talk about games and uh, mm. have an outlet for this. So hopefully you guys can uh, join in on the conversation. And we look to uh, look forward to getting in touch with you. Take care, everybody. See you later.